Are either one of these any good? Wow, this is a good movie. It's pretty good. Yeah, well, the director from yesterday doesn't think so. It stinks. You sorry? You waste all our film. <laughs> it's so bad. Memorial Day weekend at the movies. Remember? Long time ago, when that's when the summer blockbusters started. Oh, and we are so far into summer so blockbuster far season. So in, but definitely a big one to talk about today. Welcome. This is the Screening Room Podcast, sponsored by Marcus Crosswoods Theater. With their 70-foot-wide ultra screen, featuring Dolby Atmos surround sound and those dream lounger recliners. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we are from MadWolf.com. And the big one this week, you know it, Solo. I've been running scams on the street since I was 10. kicked out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own. I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Hey, kid. I'm putting together a crew. You in? Oh, I guess I missed on the title. It's Solo, A Star Wars Story, which right away gives me some optimism because Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, just blew me away. Yeah, I agree I with you. I thought it was great. Agreed. Uh, uh, and I think I had low expectations because I had the sense too. that, oh, they're going to, every other year, they're going to do like a proper Star Wars movie. And then in the off their years, they're going to just do these spinoffs that mean nothing and don't matter. And you then I, I thought, thought Rogue One was one of the best of yeah. all of the Star Wars films I've seen. Honestly, what I thought Rogue One was going to be was like, one of those offshoot books you see at the drugstore. Yeah. I guess I wasn't paying that much attention at the time, but but yeah, I, I loved it. I, I did too. I agree. That was one of the best. So now we get a Star Wars story. You kind of see what they're doing with these offshoot movies, and it's the backstory of Han Solo, which you pointed out uh, in our written review, uh, madwolf.com, by the way, that this may be one of, if not the most beloved character in the franchise. You know, um, I think sometimes I'm surprised by how beloved Luke is. And, and I know that Princess Leia's, you know, abiding popularity is, is it's kind of beautiful to see. But for me, and for, I think, all of the Madden girls, like, all, it was all about Han Solo. It was 100% about <laughs> well, Han Solo. If you remember in the very first one, well, the fourth one, A New Hope. Right. You know, when he just leans back in his chair and says, kid, I've been from one side of this galaxy to the other. <laughs> you know, me as a teenage boy, oh, he's cool. Oh, yeah. He's cool. Well, that's the thing is that is that he is. He's the cool kid in a galaxy of nerds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this seemed like the natural next step to take as far as a character, you know, that you want to look back on. The first adventures. Of Han Solo, and of course, how did he get hooked up with Chewbacca? That mm -hmm, whole thing. Mm -hmm. So that's what we get here, and the uh, role is taken over by Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. I, why do I have a tough time pronouncing that last name? But we've seen him. He was very funny in Hail Caesar. He was uh, a few, <laughs> a few mirthless so, chuckle. A mirthless chuckle. <laughs> Got it. Mirthless chuckle. <laughs> a mirthless chuckle. Oh my God! Um, yeah, yeah, he's hilarious in so that if movie. You, if you, even if you don't have to watch that movie, and it's a little. You know, it's a little hit and miss for a Coen Brothers, but just look that scene up. Because it's hilarious. A, with Ray Fiennes in, um, in Hail Caesar. Hilarious. And then he was in Rules Don't Apply a couple of years ago and did some other movies. But this is his step really into the Clearly. big time. I mean, you take over the Han Solo role. That's serious boots to fill. And uh, he does a good job. He that's, does. Uh, first of all, that's, that's the first thing. He does a good job where he gets 
enough mannerisms and kind of facial, you know, wink winks without doing an outright impression. impression. But the other thing that you have to have that he does have is this real naivete because we're, what we're seeing is how the character developed some of his characteristics. And mm-hmm. so and, and one of the reasons that I think it works well is because he's paired up with Woody Harrelson, right. who plays the smuggler kind of mentor that he obviously patterned himself after. Right. Uh, and and what a perfect actor to play that role. Yeah. The story starts out, he's on his home planet, and he's he's got this girlfriend played by Amelia Clark, mm-hmm. and uh, they're trying to get off the planet together, you know, and, and go off on a, a life of their own. And that's where it starts out, and he wants to be a pilot, mm-hmm. but yet he's a gambler and he's kind of always, you know, one step ahead of, of getting in trouble, just like you think he would be. For yeah, that and character. he doesn't he doesn't take orders well, doesn't take orders well. Uh, and then some some things happen, some like we said, gambling and smuggling and there's some bad guys. And then he does get to be a pilot and then he does get eventually hooked up. We're not going to spoil how. But he does get hooked up with his big furry friend Chewbacca. It's actually a great scene. How they it get is. hooked? It is. Yeah. It's thinking, it's one of my okay, favorites. How are they going to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's and actually it's a little reminiscent to a scene from earlier in the Star Wars yes. in the first. Three yeah, we movies. don't want to give anything no, away, but, but it'll. I mean, right away, yeah, it'll I remind over you. And said something to you right away yeah. about what it reminded me of. So, and there's a lot of that in the movie. There's not so much outright callbacks. But just enough references mm-hmm. and mentions to what's to come. Yeah, because you yeah. already know we yeah. we have a lot of investment in these characters, obviously, and you know most people will know what their futures mm-hmm. hold. Yeah, and so there are just little references to things like that, which which give you a nice kind of a smile. But I think maybe the most fun is young Lando. Donald yeah. Glover is is perfect yeah he's so funny he's the smooth ability williams but he's also you know not as sure of himself and you know he's he's not quite grown up yet right. and he really loves his capes <laughs> and it's just it's such a fun character and he does i won't go so far also again i won't go so far as to say that it's an outright impression but there are a few lines yeah 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 where he's definitely sounding like billy d williams mm-hmm. and he sounds with with that way of delivering a line which was perfect. Oh yeah, but you're right. Donald Glover is great when they team up, and uh, you know we have we've gotten this far. We haven't even mentioned about the director, which is Ron Howard. But if you didn't know, Ron Howard took over this project after there was some sort of friction. It never really came out exactly what it was. No, originally it was the pair of directors behind the Lego Movie, Twenty One Jump Street, Claudia with the Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, they were take they were got the project off the ground and then ran into some creative differences, I guess is the cliche to say. And then they bring Ron Howard on, which right away, if you look over Ron Howard's resume, we think he's only got like two real standout movies, Frost, Nixon, and Rush. So, and here's the thing. Um, Obviously, he is uh, he's a very, very popular director, and he has made some some huge, huge films. But what Ron Howard is, I think, above all things, is safe. Yes. And I think this is where the film, although we were both very entertained by it, where I was a little let down by it is that I think that if there is any character in the entire uh, Star Wars galaxy that deserves a more dangerous film Mm -hmm. it is han solo and that's not what we got we got a very fun breezy ride space cowboys super fun but it's not very memorable no no it it doesn't it that's exactly what it feels like now we don't know exactly what the creative differences were with these with these directors but these first directors but it does seem like that like like we don't want to stir things up too much you know 
I don't, I don't know if the fanboy rebellion from The Last Jedi had anything to do with anything, but this seems like a move like, look, we're just going to play it close here and we're not going to rock the boat and Ron Howard will give us just enough yeah, he of is not a boat he rocker. He does. But here's the thing, you know, for you, for the two of us, and, and we're long time, both of us, Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. And we both loved Rogue One. Loved it. And we both loved The Last Jedi. Yeah. And we both admired the risks that they took in yes. both of those movies. Yes. Because we, while we are invested in the entire franchise, we want the franchise to survive, to thrive. And you can't do that without change. Yeah. And you were exactly right when you said if, if, any character merits that sort of that edgy so, treatment. Yeah, that sort of treatment. It's Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. the risk taker, the fly boy. Right. You know, fly by the seat of your pants. Everything. This one is not that kind of treatment at all. But that's not to say that it isn't fun. It's very it's fun. It's not to say that there isn't some good action sequences and some good, some good chuckles. And a fun. Uh, I mean, uh, a, a well-cast group to play the characters that you know as younger people, mm-hmm. and a fun group of new characters to get to know. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a, I don't want to say, I almost said C-3PO, but there's a, a, a droid-like droid. co-pilot in the beginning uh, that Lando has that uh, is very interesting. A hoot! Uh, yeah. steals, steals all the scenes. <laughs> yeah, got some quips. Yeah, Just some yeah, quips, yeah, yeah. Let's put it that way. And there's some, some new characters that are fun, but and it's, and it's a fine adventure. You know, there's some decent action mm-hmm. sequences. They don't blow me away. No. And that's kind of the, the spirit of the whole movie, that it's perfectly satisfactory yep. but at the same time just left me a little bit like oh now i guess i was i was hoping for a little bit more after rogue one and yeah. after the last jedi right. uh, i'm with you i i appreciated the risk taking yes which i know some people didn't but uh, i think this movie could have used a little bit more of that not not to saying that it's bad because i don't think either one of us think no. it's bad no. we would recommend it yeah but i just think i was hoping for a little bit more Agreed. for a uh, solo and you know that they've they've just confirmed Boba Fett a Star Wars story. Is that going to be the next one? Uh, I think no, it is. No, I, I heard where I think Obi-Wan might be the next one with um, oh. Ewan McGregor. Who knows? They got so many characters to oh, take yeah, care of. Oh, yeah, they do. You know, uh, I'm waiting for the uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru <laughs> uh, origin story. Those two were badasses. <laughs> yeah. You know they were. <laughs> Their story doesn't end well. No, it doesn't. It does not at all, but there's, there's a lot of those characters to my, yeah, I think people, a lot of fans have been kind of clamoring for a Bobo Fett movie for that, a while. Yeah, but he is a shockingly popular yeah. character, given yeah. that he doesn't really have much to do. And then in yeah. the Abomination trilogy, <laughs> um, they do flesh out his character a little bit. And so I'm curious, because yeah. it is still considered canon. I'm wondering if they're going with that storyline or not, and if they do. But it's interesting, the, the fact that he had so little to do mm-hmm. your, your 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 opportunities are wide open yeah you know he could he could be all sorts of things before before he got to uh what is that called the the sarlacc is it the right. sarlacc wow i'm <laughs> nerded up in here the big sort of mm-hmm. sinkhole oh, that yeah. luke was supposed to uh jump into so there's a lot going on for the star wars fans to get excited about here uh in the future of course i'm sure they got these planned out to infinity oh sure uh but uh, but this one yeah perfectly satisfactory i think we'd both recommend it but uh, just not as we said again in our in our written review there's plenty of space not enough balls (laughs) for solo most everything else staying out of solo's way this week but there is at least one other small limited release movie to talk about that i thought was good and it's the story of a lonely woman living in tokyo deciding to take an English class where she discovers her alter ego, Lucy. It's called Oh Lucy. 
We're just gonna have fun, all right? It's a fun class. Looks like you need a hug. Hmm? Yeah. Good. Lucy! I also want you to wear this. Hi. Hi. There we go. Let's go! Let's hug. This is the feature film for writer-director Atsuko Hirayanagi, expanding on her short film of pretty much the same subject. It really set the, the whole tale of uh, Lucy in motion here, but left off just kind of at the point where this movie takes up, this journey of self-discovery. And it's, it's driven by a, just a marvelous lead performance as Lucy, whose actual name is Setsuko, and the actress's name is Shinobu Terajima. Hope I pronounced that right, but she is a lonely woman in Tokyo, unmarried, who is not really on speaking terms at all with her sister, but she is on speaking terms and friendly terms with her niece, her sister's uh, daughter, and she agrees to help her niece out with some money by buying some unused English lessons from her, and then goes to take the English lessons, and they're taught by John, played by Josh Hartnett, all of a sudden, where's he been? <laughs> and his, part of his teaching method, well, he likes to hug, and he also likes to give his students a new name, an American name, and... Uh, Setsuko gets Lucy, and she gets a blonde wig and kind of an alter ego when she starts trying to speak English. And she's intrigued by the class. She wants to come back, but the next time she comes back, she finds that John is gone. Not only has he left the class, but he has left Japan for the United States, and he has left with her niece. Aho! Aho! So uh, things happen after that as um, Lucy gets back in touch with her sister. So they together try to figure out what's going on, and they chase them back to the States. And all sorts of hijinks ensue, which are funny. There's a lot of humor here, but there's also a lot of tenderness and humanity. As I said, the lead performance is, is fantastic, and the writing and directing is very assured for a debut feature. And it kind of sneaks up on you because it has such a, you know, that's a silly comedic premise, mm -hmm. you know, to start a film out, off with. But uh, And there, there are some silly gags about it, but there's also a real comment on you know self-discovery and this character who's willing to just she's reached a point in her life where she's willing to just follow any kind of road if it leads to something new you know and there's a nice metaphor established between lucy finding a new way to communicate through this language and then looking for ways to just connect with any other people to improve her life. So I thought it was very, very good in a lot of ways, both funny and touching, kind of sneaks up on you in the way it touches you. So uh, I would really recommend Oh Lucy if you can find it. It's in limited release, but definitely worth checking out. And that's about it for releases on the big screen this week. So let's go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. A few things coming out on home entertainment, Blu-ray, DVD, and the first one is an animated flick called Early Man. I was looking forward to this one. I love uh, Ardman Entertainment. They did Wallace and Gromit. Oh, you love your I Wallace and Gromit. I do love me some Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> and this one is fun and it's cute and it's got a lot of similarities, but I found it. It's, it's, uh, it's about cavemen learning to play soccer in what will come to be Manchester. Yeah. So early man. It's uh, it's cheeky as <laughs> That's a cheeky uh, title. It is. Yeah. But uh in in the long run it was I thought uh, a little bit disappointing. Mm -hmm. And the next one out this week the 1517 to Paris. 
This is a Clint Eastwood film and a true story. It's hard to be particularly negative about a film that really showcases heroism as this does. And uh, and this is one where he actually cast the people The involved. heroes themselves, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yes. And for the most part, they do a fine job. But on the other hand, they are not actors. And there is something to be said for... The difference, not necessarily blending fiction and nonfiction in this way. It doesn't always come off. So it's a it's a it's a nice salute to some heroes, but it is not a particularly good film. Also out this week, an ensemble comedy led by Jason Bateman, Game Night. This one is funny. I mean, it's you know, it's not it's not like one of those hilarious comedies that you're going to revisit for the next 30 years. But it it has a solid set of laughs for you. Jason Bateman, always good. Rachel McAdams, she's usually in dramatic films, and she's very, very talented, but she's funny, and I was happy to see her in a comedy. It's a silly romp. It takes some funny turns. Mm -hmm. It is a very entertaining movie. Yeah, you're right. Most of the people involved here can always be counted on. Yes. Uh, and and you're, yeah, it's, it's enough laughs to uh, get it recommended. Game night. Uh, not so much of a recommendation for J-Law in Red Sparrow. No. <laughs> no. It's so long. It's so leaden, you know, and uh, and it just, so it's a, it's a spy thriller. Uh, but so was Atomic Blonde, and that was at least thrilling. The, Red Sparrow has very, very little action, which means that you spend all your time paying attention to the poorly written uh, thriller plot. The performances are not very good. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence does a fine job, but she has absolutely no chemistry with Joel Edgerton, who plays her American counterpart. Which is funny, because they're both they're very both good. They're both so good. As we've talked about before, sometimes chemistry, you can't explain it. It's if it's true. not there, you can't just conjure it up. Yeah, yeah. no, it's uh, it's not good. Yeah. Wonderstruck comes out this week as well. This is a beautiful movie. Part of it is in black and white, part of it is in color, and it, it kind of straddles some timelines, and it's about a, a young boy who loses his hearing, and then kind of his uh, adventures in the city trying to find his father, and at the same time, it's about a girl who was born without hearing, and those are the black and white, and it's based on a novel, a picture book that is glorious to look at, also called Wonderstruck. It just never really finds a groove. It's a little bit too wholesome uh, and it's a little bit too bland in the storyline. Great performances, beautiful to look at, a pretty mediocre film. And finally out on Home Entertainment this week, a one that we loved, an Oscar winner from last year, A Fantastic Woman. Oh, so good. And Sebastian Lelio, who we just, we just saw. We just talked about him right, last we just week. talked about with Disobedience. Disobedience, yeah. Uh, he is having a hell of a year because, <laughs> yeah, he just won the Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film for this Argentinian film about a trans woman whose uh, lover dies suddenly, and then she has to contend with grief at the same time that she contends with the world around her. Argentina is not very forgiving of trans people and neither is her lover's family. And it's a, it's such a glorious performance by the lead. Yeah. Daniela Vega. She's magnificent and she carries every single scene in this film. And also her partner, Francesco Reyes, that you, you got to talk to. I did. I got to interview him and what a lovely man. And it's a great performance. I mean, it's a... Francisco. He, I said, I'm sorry, it's Francisco Reyes. You know, he's a very big part of early in the film and then he kind of haunts the rest of the film. And it's, a, it's just a lovely portrayal and a beautiful film. Yeah, definitely the pick this week on Home Entertainment. Looking forward to a few next week action point, the latest from Johnny Knoxville. Are we looking forward to that? Um, you know what? I thought Bad Grandpa was pretty funny. I know funny. that you did. Um, I did, but uh, we'll see. Upgrade is coming out, one that I don't know a whole lot about. No, a little bit of a sci-fi thriller. And also a true life adventure called Adrift, 
starring Shailene Woodley and Sam Claffin. So, we do like Shailene Woodley. And it's just what you would think it is. They are adrift uh, in the ocean on a yacht, so are a small some sort of small seagoing vessel. You know what? As you know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for those types of stories. Yes, you are. I am less that. But uh, I'm looking forward to this because the trailer made it look pretty uh, harrowing. Yeah. And also one out next week, one that got a lot of attention at uh, the most recent Independent Spirit Awards, a movie called The Rider. Loved it. I really, really loved it. All right. So we'll talk about that more in detail next week. Until then, get in touch. What did you think of Solo? We would love to hear from you. Easiest way to get in touch with us on social media is on Twitter. And we are at Mad Wolf, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. Also, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Mad Wolf Columbus. The main website, find all our written reviews, also our other podcasts for you horror lovers. Check out our Fright Club podcast. You can find all that at madwolf.com. So until then, the Screening Room Podcast is a presentation of the Columbus Radio Group and presented by Marcus Crosswoods Theater. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And this is the Screening Room Podcast. See ya. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. Bye.